you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? My check engine light's on. Mm, That could hurt your gas mileage. The AutoZone free fix finder service can help find the fix for free. This whole report for free? That's right. Printed and on your phone for free. But what if the fix is too tough? We'll recommend a local shop. Fix finder only at AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. It's Wednesday, October 5th, 2022. Welcome to the NFL Fantasy Football Show. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Grant, alongside Michael F. Florio and the specialists, a cast of dozens. Help us put this show on. We got plenty to talk about. We got some heroes and villains coming up for the week. We will go through some game previews. And we've got players that we are giving one last chance to. Guys that really they have to kind of put up or shut up now in our fantasy rosters. Let's start with some fantasy headlines. Jonathan Taylor has been dealing with an ankle injury, and he has now been ruled out of Thursday's game against the Denver Broncos. So we know Florio, no Jonathan Taylor. Naheem Hines is the next man up. Is he trustworthy enough to start against the Broncos? I I think so. We know that he'll get a lot of passes out of the backfield, a lot of targets, uh, but He hadn't seen more than three carries in a game this year. I think that'll get somewhere close to like eight to ten. Plus, he's he's been getting like five targets a game. But Jonathan Taylor's been getting a bunch as well. So I think it could only lead to even more pass-catching opportunities for Naheem Hines. And I think Deion Jackson leads them in carries, but he's more of a deeper league guy, I would say. I would say keep an eye on who else you have, though, on your roster, too. Because it is a Thursday night game, I always feel sort of iffy about starting guys. I'm not 
sold completely on for Thursday night. Jonathan Taylor would have been a must start regardless. Naheem Hines, I'll weigh my options, see who I have on my bench before I make that decision. All right, let's get to some of our heroes and villains of the week. Let's start on the good foot with the guys that we think are going to carry your team to victory. So for you, who could be a fantasy hero in week five? I think Chris Godwin. And and I know Chris Godwin is still working his way to being 100% of being Chris Godwin. But even this limited version right now, I think could have a great game this week. He played 81% of the snaps, ran 45 routes last week. 10 targets, the same as Mike Evans. Like, the usage at least is back. Maybe his full, you know, 100% healthy isn't, but he's getting used like he is. So that is what we care about, especially in this matchup against the Falcons, who have struggled against receivers all year, allowing the seventh most fantasy points to the position. I would definitely be starting Chris Godwin. Weird statement that the winner of this game will be in first place by themselves in the NFC South. I mean, not weird for the Bucks. Weird to think the Falcons are involved in that. That's what that is. Although we also saw how much... It means to Tom Brady in that offense when he has all his wide receivers healthy. Yeah. I know they lost, but they still put up 31 points against by Kansas far City. Their best game. It was by far their best game offensively. That means a whole lot. I'm going to go with Damian Harris. And I know we've been big on Ramondre Stevenson, and, and we may talk about him a little bit later in the show. We'll see. But Damian Harris. We, we came into the year thinking, well, touchdown regression is going to happen. But I believe the numbers, he scored a touchdown, I think, in, in 12 or 13 games or something like that. It's, it's a pretty remarkable stretch that he is on of scoring touchdowns. At some point, that's not just a fluke. That is by design. He is the guy who's getting those opportunities when the Patriots get down near the end zone. And on top of it, they're playing the Lions this week. And there's a thing that we all are believing now, and that's you can play pretty much anybody against the Lions. They have the highest scoring offense in the NFL. They also have the defense that's given up the most points in the NFL, which means Lions games are always going to be exciting one way or another. So I think Damian Harris keeps his touchdown streak going. But even then, just the matchup, I think the yardage potentially can be there for him too this week. Um, Those are the heroes. Can't have a hero without a villain. So who is your fantasy villain of the week? Uh, It's Ezekiel Elliott. And I I know um, Cowboys fans might think I'm like picking on Zeke at this point or something, but the production just hasn't been there. He's yet to reach 15 fantasy points and he scored 10 or fewer in three of his four games so far this year. He only has two targets or less in every game as well. Uh, So with the lack of big plays that that he has shown us these last couple of years, plus losing those targets, I I think it takes away what was Zeke's best feature in fantasy. And that was a really safe floor every week. So in a tough matchup this week against the Rams, who have allowed the fewest fantasy points to running backs this year, I think it's a week to get away from Zeke. The Cowboys have taken two potentially pretty good running backs and made them two really not good running backs. Exactly. I mean, we talk about Zeke and he's struggling. He, I believe, is just slightly ahead of Tony Pollard in fantasy scoring, but it's not great for either one of them because Dallas has split their their workload and their opportunities, and so neither one of them has been very productive so far this season. My villain of the week is going to be Deontay Johnson for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I'm just kind of being cautious about the Steelers pass catchers first of all with the change at quarterback Kenny Pickett looks like he's going to be the guy going forward after he took over last week for Mitchell Trubisky so that sort of has me worried to begin with you did see George Pickens get a whole lot of work with Pickett in the game but the other part is the Bills just are not giving up yards and fantasy points to wide receivers this season and that's even with their secondary having some injury issues They still have done a very good job clamping down on receivers. Part of it is because they're just getting a lot of pressure on quarterbacks up front, not giving QBs time to look downfield and throw. So 
this really could be a tough week for the Bills, or for the Steelers rather, to score points to move the football. I guess if there's a saving grace, I would think Buffalo probably takes a lead, and so maybe there's some garbage time opportunities. But on the whole, I just don't love Deontay Johnson's opportunity this week. Yeah, and I think we kind of, he's not, he's still a very good wide receiver in his own way, but he's not the guaranteed 10 targets a guy, like a game like he was with Big Ben. That's, you know, Ben leaving, while he wasn't great the last two years, it really has changed this offense to the point that we're sort of skeptical about a lot of guys catching the football in Pittsburgh. We talked about Jonathan Taylor. Let's get to the Thursday night game. It's the Colts and the Broncos. You can see that on Prime Video or stream it on NFL Plus. Kicks off at 8.15 p.m. Eastern on Thursday. Let's start with Russell Wilson, who it's been a rough start to the year for him. He finally put together a really nice game last week in the loss to the Raiders. Now he's got the Colts, who have not been great. They have their own issues as a team to start the season. Do you trust starting Russ against Indy this week? Yeah, I, I do. In fact, I have him as a start in the stardom sit column this week. And, and my thinking is, one, he's coming off his best game as a Bronco, but also the Colts' defense has been so strong against the run this year that teams are throwing more against them. And I think without Javante Williams, and I know we're, we're going to, like, this backfield is a, is a question mark right now. I think in this matchup, like, they're going to have to ask Russell Wilson to throw, and they're going to have to ask their franchise quarterback to get them to win. So I, I would start him. I would start him as well. You talk about the Colts defensively. I mean, Shaq Leonard has been banged up too, and he may not play this week for Indianapolis. I, I think this is an opportunity for Russ to sort of back up games. And I'm... Choosing to believe that what we saw from them last week against Vegas, part of it was taking advantage of the Raider defense, but also part of it was maybe them starting to figure some things out offensively. Did love seeing Russ run for a touchdown. I know he doesn't run the way he used to, but at least him getting that rushing touchdown also gives you some feeling that maybe he may run the football a little bit more than we have seen in past years. Looking at the wide receivers, couple of, of top-notch players talent-wise and you know, waiting for the big explosion from either one of them. But if you have to pick, Michael Pittman or Cortland Sutton, who you got this week? Yeah, I think uh, Hytham was looking at uh, my rankings when he mm-hmm. made this question. I have them back-to-back. I have Michael Pittman Jr. just higher, though, because... I, I still think Michael Pittman Jr. is one of the better wide receivers in the NFL. I know the last couple of weeks he's been a little bit disappointing fantasy-wise, but he's still getting a lot of opportunity. His target share and air yard share are around 25%, so I love seeing that. And Sutton's share, I, I know he's like been the one so far, but there's other guys there who could do stuff. I don't feel confident in anyone else but Pittman in the Colts game. That's true. Pittman is pretty much the only guy, except when they get near the end zone and then they start throwing the random <laughs> tight ends. But other than that, it's, it's the Michael Pittman show. I'm going to say Cortland Sutton, though, as the guy that I like slightly more. You touched on it a little bit. No Javante Williams. Maybe we see them funnel some targets elsewhere in the backfield, but I think they're going to have to push the ball downfield this week. I also sort of worry about Pittman maybe locking up with Patrick Sertain second, who has just been locking folks down so far this season. So that's a little bit of a concern for me. So I'm going to go with Cortland Sutton as the guy who has a, a slightly better game this week. But if you got either one of them, Start him, because I think there's going to be plenty of opportunity either way around. Mentioned the backfield situation. Obviously, we know Williams, Javante Williams, is out for the season, unfortunately. Melvin Gordon is still there. Mike Boone actually ended up playing more snaps than Gordon last week. And on top of it, just to confuse things, the Broncos went out and they signed <laughs> Latavius Murray off the Saints practice squad. So, 
Melvin Gordon or Mike Boone or Latavius Murray? Who do you prefer? I, I think Melvin Gordon is the start this week. The coaches have been saying that they're going to lean heavily on him. And let's, I mean, he is the, the best of the three running backs, I would say pretty confidently, as long as he can hold on to the football. Um, I wasn't ready for this whole Mike Boone versus Latavius Murray, like waiver wire war. <laughs> I, I was on the Mike Boone side, but I, I would sit both of them. My thinking with that real quick is just like everything Latavius Murray's good at, Melvin Gordon is better. That's yeah. I think so. I, I think for me, and I'll say this, in the in our rundown, the question is asked, is Gordon or Boone or Murray? <laughs> and my answer was no. But Gordon, <laughs> I guess, if I had to pick one, because I think he's going to be the lead back. I think what we saw last week with Boone getting more snaps was more a function of Gordon's ball security issues and Nathaniel Hackett just sort of having him take a seat and rest a little bit. But I think all things being equal, I think it's going to be Gordon that gets most of the opportunity with Boone behind him. I think for now, Latavius Murray is sort of an insurance policy. That's what I'm thinking. I think if something were to happen, if Gordon continues to have fumbling problems or if someone else gets hurt, then you see Latavius Murray in there. But I don't know that I see him come in and immediately start getting work. If he does, then I'm totally out on this backfield. Then I'm I'm completely done on this because then it seems like it's it's Gordon and Boone probably between the 20s. And I just have this feeling you'll see Latavius Murray come in at like the three yard line and pound in for a touchdown. And then that's. That's just a mess for everybody. So, uh, Nathaniel Hackett, I know you listen to the show, so please don't do that. That's all we're asking. Just, just give us Gordon and Boone and let us live our lives happily. We got a nugget brought to us by our NFL research team. Rashad Penny has 135 or more rushing yards in each of five career games with 16 or more carries. He's coming off a 17-carry, 151-yard, two-touchdown performance against the Lions last week. This week, a little bit of a different opponent. He's got the Saints, who are certainly much better defensively than the Lions are. But the Seahawks, more up-tempo in weeks three and four. They're averaging about 18 more plays per game than they were in weeks one and two. So can we still get behind Rashad Penny? Maybe not for 151 and two tutties, but can we still be behind Rashad Penny in week five? I, I think so. Like When I was working on my rankings, I originally had him... You know, outside of the top 20, uh, he might, he was like borderline top 30 for me. And then I just kept moving him up. And I was like, yeah, I know the matchup is hard, but this is a game I think that'll be score wise at least close. And and if that, if it is close, then I like, why are they going to get away from Rashad Penny? So I think he'll get his opportunities. I don't think he's going to go for 150 and two in this matchup, like you said. But I I think as long as the score is close, Penny will get enough work that I, I think you still start him. I think you start him, too, because of the opportunity that he's getting. I mean, he's playing about two-thirds of the snaps there. And Kenneth Walker is slowly working his way in and getting more opportunities in the passing game. But this has been a heavy Rashad Penny year for the Seahawks. And again, with them being more up-tempo, that means more plays and potentially more touches for Rashad Penny. Like I said, much more difficult opponent this week in the Saints than in the Lions, but I still think you like Rashad Penny as a running back too, which is probably what you drafted him as anyway, maybe even less. So uh, right now he's outperforming his ADP. Time to get to our game previews for Week 5. We will start with another London game. They are kicking off at 9.30 a.m. Eastern, 6.30 a.m. Pacific. It's the Giants and the Packers. That game can be seen exclusively on NFL Network, also available on NFL Plus. By the way, this is another chance for us to tell you, if you didn't remember or didn't hear it, 
You can sign up for Fantasy Plus. It's $9.99 for the full year. It will automatically fill open slots in your roster, a.k.a. the Alvin Kamara conundrum. If you wake (laughs) up and somebody suddenly is inactive and you didn't know it, Fantasy Plus will make that switch for you. You don't have to set five alarms and wake up at 6 a.m. West Coast time to make sure that you get somebody out of your lineup. And it's just 10 bucks for the whole year. It does more than that, too. It actually will optimize your lineup all throughout the season. It will give you ideas on guys to pick up off the waiver wire. It really is sort of like a fantasy valet for you. So go and check it out. By the way, I'll say this. I actually do some stuff. I do a fantasy hit for the New Orleans Saints each and every week. And talking to some of their people, now, mind you, they weren't in London. They were in New Orleans, but they're around the team. They understand how things work. They were surprised to see Alvin Kamara as a surprise inactive on Sunday morning. So this caught a lot of folks off guard. I'm I'm happy for you folks who got up early and you saw it and you made the switch. But understand that this was not a thing that even people within the organization were expecting. Don't tell people on Twitter that because... They were like, well, they activated Latavius Murray. That's all we needed to know. And I'm like, okay. 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 <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. If you get, if you did it, great. I'm happy for you. Don't expect that everybody is going to be as savvy as you. Pat yourself on the back. You're smarter than, <laughs> you're smarter than the average bear. I'm happy for you. All right, let's talk about this game in particular, though. The Giants and the Packers. The Giants are 3-1. and one. I don't really know how it's happening. Smoke and mirrors and Saquon Barkley. But for you... <laughs> What are you looking at in this contest? Romeo Dobbs. I, I think that he has been getting enough volume where even in a matchup like this, he's a flex option. He has eight targets in two straight games. And I know last week, five catches, 47 yards and a touchdown. That's a that's a good game. It could have been a huge one if that touchdown, it, like he caught it. It just if, when he hit if the, he didn't If he didn't desert in the yeah, end zone. Yeah, when he hit the ground, it wobbled. <laughs> and like if he just held on to that, we're talking about him in a completely different light. So my only concern for this game, Marcus, is if like the Giants can score any points, if, if the Packers might only need like a field goal and then be like, let's run the ball the rest of the game. But I still think Dobbs has shown enough upside where you start him. Speaking of the Giants and that offense, Daniel Jones suffered an ankle injury uh, last week. And there is some talk that maybe it's going to be Davis Webb who gets an opportunity in that game, which if it's Davis Webb that gets to start, it's all Saquon all the time. You're going to have Daniel Jones with a group of wide receivers who have done nothing so far this year. 26 is going to get literally all of the touches. Just go the wildcat that they were doing for like one drive last week. <laughs> do that the entire game. Just do the entire game if you have to go with Davis Webb this week. All right, back to games that are happening on the continental U.S. soil. Steelers at the Bills. We talked about Deontay Johnson as being a guy I think will be a villain this week. Gabe Davis, after a quick start to the season, we haven't seen much of him. Do you trust starting Gabe Davis this week against Pittsburgh? I'm going to give him one more chance. Um, because the last two games he's played have been very weird. Like two weeks ago was extreme heat in Miami where him and Diggs and the other guys were taking IVs and saying they've never been that tired before in their life. And then last week was a weird rain game where I'll fully admit like Davis did not show up. He was really struggling. You, you see here all the drops he had last week, but hopefully they get a normal weather condition game with no Isaiah McKenzie or, or the slot receivers looking like they're going to be out. I, I say give him another chance. I think the slot receivers too is a big part too. Like the bills are down to Khalil Shakir, I think right now at the slot receiver position on Austin got brought in. Oh, Tavon Austin. <laughs> that means for sure that you can't start Gabe Davis because they activated Tavon Austin. That's, that's the, the logic, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I, I am going to start Gabe Davis. I will give him another chance. I think on top of what you mentioned, the weird conditions, kind of the extreme weather conditions from hot to rainy, 
did have something to do with it. I also think right now, Josh Allen is just spreading the football around. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of guys who have double-digit targets. I think six guys have double-digit targets so far this season. So that means Josh Allen is really not locked in on just one or two guys. Great for the Bills' offense. I know it's frustrating for us, but this feels like a week that they see Gabe Davis get more involved in the passing game. But I will also tell you, you can flex Devin Singletary this week. I came into the year concerned about Singletary because Zach Moss was hanging around because James Cook was drafted and we thought he was going to take a lot of the passing game work. That hasn't really been the case. Devin Singletary is dominating the backfield opportunities there. And yeah, he's still not a huge touchdown scorer. I don't know that it's as bad as it was in years past where I used to always say he needed three forms of ID, but the fact that he's getting so much opportunity in an offense that has the ability to score points in bunches. That's all we want out of a running back. We want a guy who's on the field a lot, playing in a up-tempo, high-scoring offense. Devin Singletary checks those boxes. And for now, we're still thinking, I'm, I'm saying here you can flex him. We're still thinking of him as a flex, maybe an RB2. I think right now he's got high-end RB2 usage. So maybe the other little part of this is, Maybe try to make a trade for him. Maybe this is a chance to sort of buy in on Devin Singletary before the reality catches up to where the narrative is about him. Yeah, I remember all offseason we were like, oh, James Cook, Duke Johnson, mm-hmm. they want to throw the it's just de- they do they do want to throw the ball to the running back more, but it's to Devin Singletary. It's just to Devin Singletary. So take advantage of that. If there's some manager in your league that is leaving Singletary on their bench, float out a trade offer. See if maybe you can grab yourself a, a key running back in a good offense. Chargers at the Browns, and the Browns, they've been feisty. I know they lost last week to the Falcons, but they have been feisty with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. And we talk about tight ends shuffling in and out of the top ten. We finally get into David and Joku breakout now. I, I think it's for real. It's here. I, I, it's here and it's spectacular. Like <laughs> I, I am starting uh, David and Joku uh, over George Kittle this week in a league. I, I start him over Kyle Pitts. I know it sounds crazy to say, but. Uh, seven targets last week. He had uh, double digits the week prior to that. Last week, he the fumble knocked him into single-digit fantasy points. But still, like he's been their top two targets in each of the last two games. He is a focal point of this offense, and he's the the one that they're throwing to on like those short to intermediate routes and kind of letting him do damage after the catch. Kind of how we were hoping that George Kittle or Kyle Pitts would be used. David and Joku's getting that. We, we talk about Kyle Pitts being a disappointment. At some point, we're going to have to have a conversation about George Kittle too because he. I'm worried he's trending very much in that direction Texans at the Jaguars I like Travis Etienne as a sleeper this week I know he's been disappointing so far this season part of it has been the revival of James Robinson after Achilles surgery and because of that we have seen the usage sort of slanted in Robinson's favor last week it was Etienne that got most of the snaps. He got a lot of carries. They were using him more than they had in the past. Now, it wasn't necessarily effective or successful as the Jaguars ended up giving up a 14-point lead and losing to the Eagles. I guess no shame in that because the Eagles have been great so far this year. But against the Texans, this feels like a real opportunity, especially with Etienne being the more effective of the pass-catching backs there. The target share is fairly even between the two of them, but it's Etienne who has picked up more yards. He's actually running more downfield routes, has more air yards. He's got more air yards, a deeper route depth than guys like Naheem Hines and Austin Eckler, who we consider to be genuine pass-catching backs. So I think all those things factor in against the defense that struggled against running backs. So I do like Travis Etienne. If you've got him and you've been frustrated, I think this is a week maybe you plug him in at a flex, and I think you can get some decent production there. 
Bears and the Vikings. First question, much like Slim Shady, will the real Dalvin Cook please stand up? Please stand up. Please stand up. <laughs> Is that going to happen? Will the real Dalvin Cook show up against the Bears this week? I think so. Uh, I, I think you look at Dalvin Cook's season so far and you're like, oh, it's been frustrating. He said one really good game. It came against the Lions, and that was a game where he left early. But his other three matchups have been the Packers, the Eagles, and the Saints. Like Those are really tough defenses to run on, uh, and he's still been getting insane usage. So, yeah, I, I think the real Dalvin Cook is going to show up. And, in fact, it, it's like you said, if someone's worried about him, go out and try and trade for him right now. I've had – I had – Somebody mentioned saying they were done with Dalvin Cook, that they wanted to get rid of him. They didn't want him anymore. I said, you can trade him to me. I had somebody else ask me if they should trade Dalvin Cook for Clyde edwards Lair. I said, no, because the usage rates for Dalvin Cook are so heavy, whereas mm-hmm. CEH... It's, it's kind of a three-man backfield in Kansas City. And yes, it's great that edwards Lair is scoring touchdowns and scoring fantasy points. It feels hard to imagine that he stays as the RB4 all year long when you see how Kansas City is using him. So I think Dalvin Cook shows up. I mean, Saquon ran all over that Chicago defense last week, so I think Dalvin Cook can do something. Maybe not quite as extreme, but something pretty good. In terms of where else we're going, starts and sits in this game, what are you looking at here? So we're starting Dalvin Cook. Uh, We're starting Justin Jefferson. We know that. Uh, From the Bears, we're going to start their starting running back. I think it'll be Khalil Herbert, but if it's David Montgomery, whoever gets the start, and that's it. Like, I don't want (laughs) to start anyone else in this game. The Bears are running the ball more than anyone else in the league. Uh, Cole Komet's been a disaster. I know Darnell Mooney had the one long catch last week, but besides that, he's been a disaster. I don't really want to do the whole Adam Thielen thing. Irv Smith, I don't think, can be started. So this is a a pretty straightforward fantasy game, as straightforward as it gets, I would say. We're we're done with Cole Komet, right? Like, he's back on the waiver wire everywhere at this point. I'm done with Darnell Mooney, too. Like, I don't want any piece of that Bears passing game. They actually let Justin Fields throw it 22 times, which is a season high, but even then, it's just not really coming together but look I mean the Bears are still competitive so you know they don't really have reason to change things as long as they're staying competitive in football games we got more game previews coming up we're going to step away for a quick minute we'll regroup catch our breath and uh, figure out what's going on next that's that's coming up on the NFL fantasy football show you go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Your, hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. 
It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. NFL Plus is the league's new exclusive video streaming subscription service. NFL Plus has your game day covered with live, local, and primetime regular season and postseason games right on your phone or tablet. NFL Plus is available in the NFL app and at NFL.com. Subscription plans start at just $4.99 per month. Fans can visit plus.nfl.com and sign up for a free trial of NFL Plus today. Lions at the Patriots, the high-flying, top-scoring Detroit Lions. And I'm going to say this. Shout-out to Patrick Claibon because he was on this early. But Jared Goff has become a must-start. Claibon was on it after, like, week two. He was saying <laughs> you should start Jared Goff. And I was like, I don't know about that. But he was right. So shout-out to Patrick for being ahead of the curve there. Look, the Lions are scoring points. They're scoring them at will. And last week, Jared Goff did it without Amon Ross St. Brown and without DJ Chark and without DeAndre Swift. He still figured out a way to score. The Lions scored 45 points. They gave up 48, but that's not here. That's neither here nor there. That doesn't apply to us. So at this point, Jared Goff is a QB1. I mean, the only question is, can he keep it going for the whole season? I think he can, but certainly this week against a Patriots defense that has been just mediocre at best, 
Jared Goff feels like a must start. There's no team built for more fantasy success than the Lions because they score a bunch of points, but their opponent <laughs> scores a bunch of points. So it's just they have to keep like the top two offenses in football right now are the Lions and whoever's playing the Lions. That's that's pretty much true. That is that is an actual fact so far this year. It's time for Who's Gonna Eat presented by Uber Eats. Managing a fantasy team and hitting refresh on your scores works up an appetite. So order with Uber Eats today. Hey, let's talk about this Seahawks Saints matchup. Florio, who do you think? It's going to ball out in this one. I think you could start DK Metcalf against the Saints. He's had double-digit targets now in two straight games. Even in a game that he needed to get carted off to use the bathroom, (laughs) he scored 22 fantasy points and was the wide receiver seven on the week. And I know the Saints matchup might look scary. They're much better against the run. They're just outside the top 10, allowing fantasy points per game to wide receivers. And if they do stop the run, I think that only means more passes to to DK and to Lockett. I think so, too. I mean, at this point, I still believe that over the course of the season, you'll have DK weeks and you'll have Tyler Lockett weeks. I think both are worth starting this feels potentially like a dk metcalf week and little known fact that actually on the set of fantasy live there's a cart right outside the studio doors <laughs> that whisk us to and from the bathroom whenever one of us has to go it's just you know it's just how we roll here at the network that was who's gonna eat presented by uber eats the official on-demand food delivery partner of the nfl even if you make the wrong fantasy lineup call make the right call on delivery order with uber eats today uh dolphins at the jets first off zach wilson came back last week although i know he's dealing with an ankle injury and we'll see what his status is for the weekend but are there any jets receivers that you feel like you can trust this week against miami i think garrett wilson remains in play because uh he's been seeing the most targets i know Corey davis was oddly like very involved this past week but Garrett Wilson still has been seeing safe volume each week. Elijah Moore is the one that Corey Davis is really impacting. So I don't trust Corey Davis enough to start him. I I would not be starting Elijah Moore, but I think you can trust Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson looks like the wide receiver one in this offense. So he's the guy that's going to get a lot of the work. So I'm with you on that. I think he's the Jets receiver. If you are inclined to start one, he is the one you start. Elsewhere, though, I will say beware of Brees Hall this week. Miami's defense has been very good against the run so far. This isn't so much about the, the change at quarterback because we saw Brees Hall still have a very good game last week with Zach Wilson there. This is more about the matchup against this Dolphins run defense against that front. They've given up a lot of yards through the air, but not so much on the ground. So I think if Hall is able to make an impact, it will be catching the football. But I'm not sure if he gets quite enough targets to really overcome what he may or may not be able to do on the ground. So I get it. You're probably starting Brees Hall because he's actually been making a real big impact in fantasy lineups lately. But I'm not super excited about his prospects against Miami this week. Falcons at the Bucks. Like I said earlier, this is a showdown for first place in the NFC South. The Falcons, red hot. They've won two in a row. They take on the Bucks, who are licking their wounds after being thumped by Kansas City last week. What are you doing in this one? Must start Tom Brady. Like, first of all, uh, on just a pure football standpoint, like he has been awesome against the Falcons two years ago in two games against them he combined for nine touchdown passes in two games and then last year he threw for over 390 yards in both games against them and then something about a big comeback in the Super Bowl or something like something that something like that yeah and, and then on top of that he's lost two straight games and he's kind of getting like made fun of for off the field stuff right now <laughs> he is just gonna take it all out on that Atlanta defense you know he's probably been just sitting in a dark room <laughs> For like three days just watching film just like grinding angrily and the Falcons may have to pay for that on Sunday <laughs> I'm sorry Atlanta 
that's just your it's not even your bad it's just your bad timing more than anything (laughs) like the timing is bad for you it's not your fault there titans at the commanders and i have been occasionally plugging ryan Tannehill in as a sleeper i have look i have a league where i've been sort of forced to start him i had trey lance i drafted Tannehill as insurance and now obviously i've had to use that insurance this is a week though where i think you can start Tannehill. and the last two weeks he's been the qb 13 so he's just on the fringes of being a qb1 he's been a matchup based starter most of his career and this is the matchup the commanders have been struggling defensively especially against the pass and I guess the, the weird part for Tannehill is he's doing it. You know, Robert Woods is sort of still working his way back from ACL surgery. He looked good last week. Traylon Burks looked like he may be out for a while. But guys like you know Kyle Phillips, and it, they have a tight end who Okawanko. I can't even. <laughs> I, I don't even. I can't even like. I visit. I, I, I visualize his name, and it's like when you dump out the Scrabble bag sort of thing. Like, but he's I'm glad I'm not alone. Right, but like he's the one who's catching touchdowns. I mean, they're they're figuring things out. They're also getting Derrick Henry involved in the passing game. So it's not super dynamic it's not spectacular to watch but Ryan Tannehill sort of getting it done in the passing game for Tennessee I'll say on the flip side I also think Carson Wentz this is a Carson Wentz week but tight but but Ryan Tannehill feels like a sleeper to me I, I agree I, I've ranked him pretty high this week he's like almost in my top 15 I think something wow. around there yeah so I think if certainly if you're in a two QB league you're starting Ryan Tannehill if you're streaming quarterbacks this could be a Ryan Tannehill week for you 49ers and the Panthers down in Charlotte. Niners coming off a big, impressive win against the Rams on Monday night. The Panthers still trying to figure things out in the passing game. And we're going to do last chance players a little bit later on in this show. But there's a guy that apparently has already missed his last chance. <laughs> yeah, I- I'm sorry, DJ Moore. You, there's no way anyone could start you in fantasy right now. And it's, it's not you. It's not me. It's Baker Mayfield. Like, he is the reason. And, and the, the positive is last week he saw a season-high 11 targets, turned him into 50 yards, which is also a season-high. He doesn't have 15 fantasy points in the game yet this season. He's not a big touchdown scorer, so we can't really rely on him for that. Uh, the Niners' defense has been lights out, and, and they're tough against receivers. And it's never good when you're when DJ Moore himself is laughing and saying that like he's been getting open for years and he continues <laughs> to get open like Baker Mayfield is clearly the issue. Our friend Graham Barfield had a tweet earlier this week about DJ Moore being near the bottom of the barrel when it comes to catchable targets thrown his way. And to make things worse, he has a shorter average depth of target than pretty much all the other receivers he's being compared to, which means He's not that far from the line of scrimmage, and somehow Baker Mayfield still can't hit him with a catchable target. It's just a bad situation all the way around. Here we are clamoring for Sam Darnold again. Right? (laughs) Who would have thought? But here we are in week five. We're like, hey, maybe bring back Sam Darnold. Maybe that wasn't so bad. Who knew? Cowboys at the Rams, and Matt Stafford has sort of been a fringe guy most of the season, and I think right now, if you've got better options, you can sit Matt Stafford. And chances are, you do. If you drafted Stafford, you didn't draft him strictly to be your week-in, week-out QB1. And some of it is Stafford. Some of it is the fact that he really has gotten tunnel vision. When he gets pressure, then everything just ends up going to Cooper Cup and or Tyler Higby. That's what we saw on Monday night when the Niners were able to get pressure in his face. And some of it is just the offensive line. The, the Rams have injuries there. They're shuffling 
shuffling guys around. They really were struggling to protect Matthew Stafford against San Francisco. Now they got to deal with Micah Parsons and the Cowboys pass rush. And right now, Stafford has more turnovers than touchdown passes, and especially in fourth quarters of games when they need him to step up and either be a closer or get this team back from behind. It's just not happening. And so, like I said, chances are you've got another quarterback on your roster that has a better matchup, that is just playing better. You can avoid Matthew Stafford this week. Yeah, some quarterbacks that have more fantasy points on the year than him are uh, Baker Mayfield, Davis Mills, Cooper Rush, and Joe Flacco. Ooh. We just sat here talking about how bad Baker Mayfield is, (laughs) and he's got more fantasy points than Matthew Stafford. That tells you a lot about how things are going. Uh, Eagles and the Cardinals. And I'm going to say, beware of Kyler Murray. I guess that was your sit, Matt Stafford. uh, We're in agreement on this. All right, good. I totally agree you can sit Matt Stafford. (laughs) Uh, I'm like reading the rundown all wrong and sideways. That's my bad. Uh, But you can beware of Kyler Murray. I'm not saying you just straight up sit Kyler Murray. But they're playing the Eagles, and that defense has been so good this year. And you have pointed out, Florio, the fact that the Cliff Kingsbury strategy <laughs> has been to fall behind. Like They have this weird idea of, like, hey, let's just not score points in the first halves of games, and then let's try to like make a furious mad dash in the third and fourth quarters. Yeah. I don't think that's going to work so well against the Philadelphia Eagles. Maybe you can pull that off against the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't think you can do that against the the Philadelphia Eagles. So somehow through all this madness, Kyler Murray's still been a top five fantasy quarterback. And I don't really know how, but this to me just feels like a week that it's, I don't know that I want to play with fire like that. Again, you may be forced to start him because you may not have a better option, but I'm not excited about it at all. Yeah, the fact that he's doing as well as he is, I I think is like a a kudos to him because he's just making like he's doing magical things when they're like trailing. And I I don't get it. I don't get it. I really don't get it. But, you know, it's worked out. I don't think it works out well this week. Sunday night football should be a really fun one. It's the Bengals and the Ravens, a big time rivalry in the AFC North with a couple of interesting running backs. J.K. Dobbins, who had a really good week last week, finally hitting the field a couple weeks ago after his injury issues. And Joe Mixon, who Finally got in the end zone last week. That was good to see as well. So for you, who scores more fantasy points this week? Is it Dobbins or is it Mixon? I, I think it's Joe Mixon. And uh, I, I believe it was Grant, our friend Graham Barfield who tweeted it out. If it was someone else, I apologize. But Joe Mixon leads all running backs in expected fantasy points. Um, he's getting more opportunities, uh, more carries, targets, all of that than most other running backs. Like he's averaging well over 20 per game. He's just 0 for 7 at the goal line right now. That is going to change. And as that changes, there's going to be much better days ahead for Joe Mixon. So I I think he's a buy low candidate right now. If you can, absolutely you would do that. I'm with you on this. I think it's Mixon that scores more points. What was interesting is that he was a top 12 running back through the first three weeks of the season without even scoring a touchdown. Then he was able to get in the end zone last week against Miami. So I, I think he continues to be productive. He really is dominating all the opportunities in that backfield. And on top of it, the Bengals offense is coming together after a rough first couple of weeks. So I think all those things sort of factor into Joe Mixon being a higher score than J.K. Dobbins. Quarterbacks, you got two top notch there in Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow. Who scores more points for you here? My, my brain says Lamar Jackson. I have him ranked higher, but my heart says Joe Burrow. <laughs> and there's a lot of reasons why. Uh, one, the, the Ravens have allowed, they're in the top five in fantasy points, uh, passing yards, passing touchdowns, and rushing touchdowns allowed to quarterbacks. They've just been uh, getting torched by opposing quarterbacks. But last year, in two games against this Ravens defense, 
Joe Burrow threw for nearly a thousand yards and seven touchdowns. Ooh. Like that is insane production. Uh, I, I just think it's one of those matchups where like he knows how to have success against this defense. He really seems to, but I'm still going to go with Lamar just because it's Lamar. Yeah. And he's in the midst of, I know it's early, right? We're only in week five, but it's been a magical start to the season for him. He's throwing the football incredibly effectively, which most of us knew he could do anyway. And then just in case you forgot, he can take off and run for 100 yards in any given game. And really, when you look at it, he has been the Ravens offense. He's accounted for most of, at some point, I think he had accounted for all of the Ravens touchdowns. I think I, that's changed. I think J.K. Dobbins has a rushing He's rushing score. one. I think it's the only one he's not. That's it. Otherwise, either rushing or passing, Lamar Jackson has accounted for pretty much all of the other Baltimore Ravens touchdowns. At, at some point, we have to just be like, this guy is like a wizard or something he, like that. He really is. <laughs> like, there are guys that I think use dark magic. It's Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Those mm -hmm. two guys are, I don't know, they're using the book of spells. <laughs> I, it's something. They went to Hogwarts. They got some education in the offseason. I don't know what it is, but uh, there it is. Elsewhere in this game, by the way, one more for you. Must start Jamar Chase. I know that he hasn't been, I think, what people thought. I think people remember the huge games he had last year and just assumed that, hey, I'm going to make him you know, one of the first wide receivers off the board, and I'm just going to lock in 20 points a game from Jamar <laughs> Chase. And no, that's just generally not how wide receivers work. Like, Cooper Cup does that, but... There's only one Cooper Cup. For everybody else, you're going to have ebbs and flows. And even still, Jamar Chase is averaging, what, like 16 points per game. I mean, like, he's fine. He's going to be fine. Start Jamar Chase. The Ravens secondary has been lit up so far this season. It's going to be okay. Even with T. Higgins, I know T. Higgins is playing well. And I think, you know, people have pointed out that I think over the last certain stretch of games, Higgins has actually been more productive. Doesn't matter. Jamar Chase, I think, at the end has a higher ceiling. And when he goes off, he goes off so if you got Jamar Hayes started I think this is the week I, I and I think that they're gonna hear the chatter and I mm -hmm. believe that when like teams hear that they're gonna be like all right we're gonna get Jamar Chase a long touchdown this week especially because with Burrow and Chase having that connection from college yeah I think they go on I think they work things out Same. you know if, if you didn't by the way this is a side note if you if you don't read Kevin Clark you should read Kevin Clark and he actually had a really nice piece before the season on Joe Burrow and the connection he has with his wide receivers and the things he does and it really talked about that connection between Chase and Burrow. Go check it out. I'm sure you can find it. Just you know, Google Kevin Clark and, and Joe Burrow. You'll find the whole article. It's great. Uh, last one to get into this week. Raiders and Chiefs on Monday Night Football. Chiefs looking really good last week. Raiders finally getting their first win. Uh, what are you looking at here? With the Chiefs, we know who we're playing outside of maybe like Juju. He's the one that's like, do I play him or not? The Raiders also kind of similar, I think, except for Josh Jacobs. Like I, I know on Monday you took a, your time to apologize to him. This is my time to apologize to you, Josh Jacobs. I've I doubted you coming into the year. I've been doubting you for years, uh, and, <laughs> and this year you're really proving me wrong. And, and kudos to you. you're playing great ball right now. And, and we know that he can be a very effective runner on the ground. That's never been in question. But I always had questions about his pass game usage. 11 targets, though, in his last two games with a minimum of five in each. I, I think that's something to get really excited about. And then the matchup is good. The Chiefs have allowed the fifth most fantasy points to running backs so far this year. And I think the Raiders are going to try to establish the run early on and maybe keep Mahomes on the sideline. I think that's the goal for the Raiders, right? You want to sort of take the air out of the football. You want to keep Mahomes on the sidelines. You don't, you don't really want Derek Carr to try to get in a... a you know, shooting match with, with Patrick Mahomes, that's not going to work no. out well. So this could be another big Josh Jacobs week. 
It's week five, as I have mentioned, which means we have four weeks of data on a lot of guys and giving us an opportunity to decide where we stand on some players. So now we've got a couple of guys. It is their last chance for us that if they do not perform this week, they are going to the bench, maybe even getting dropped, depending on the situation. So who gets who gets Biggie? Who gets one more chance in your lineup? Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I, I mean, he's the QB 21 uh, on the season right now. Uh, he has not been a top 10 fantasy quarterback in any game. He hasn't scored 17 fantasy points. And it's just by design. They're running the ball more than ever. They're picking and choosing when they throw. Like, he doesn't have 260 yards in a game this year. He's a good real-life quarterback. We know that. But for fantasy, it's just not there. It's definitely not there. I mean, part of it is, as you mentioned, they're running the football more. And they're still trying to figure out their wide receiver group. For me... It's Cam Akers, and we were excited last year when he came back from the Achilles injury. He did not play well in the playoffs, did not play well in the Super Bowl, and it's carried over to this season as well. The Rams as a team cannot run the football. They came into that Monday night game ranked 29th in the league in rushing offense, and they were bad again against the 49ers to the point that their offense basically just turned into throw it to Cooper Cup, occasionally throw it to Tyler Higbee. Akers himself has looked bad. The offensive line is not helping him out. And so I would say, look, if you're in a 12-team league, I don't know that you drop him, you put him on your bench. If you're in a 10-team league or less, you can put Cam Akers back on the waiver wire. There are better options out there than trying to roll with him or anybody really in that Rams running game. I mean, they activated Malcolm Brown on Monday night. That tells you a lot about how they feel. It's like Cup and Higby and no one else. And that's it. That's all there is there. Let's get to some of our top sleepers for week five. Florio, who you got? You liked Ryan Tannehill as a sleeper. I agree. And I like his top wide receiver as well. Uh, Bobby Trees. I think the first two weeks he was like Mr. Woods, and now he's becoming Bobby <laughs> Trees again in front of our eyes. He had nine targets two weeks ago. He led all their receivers. It was only four, but it still led the receivers last week in targets. And with Traylon Burks banged up as well, I think Woods is in play. I'm going to stay in that game and go to Antonio Gibson, who look, we weren't really super excited about Antonio. Antonio Gibson coming into the season and he's sort of lived up to those low expectations but this feels like a chance for him to get involved more in the passing game than as a runner against the Titans I think if they can get him some targets which is a thing they have been inconsistent about but I do think this is a week to maybe get him the football out of the backfield as a pass catcher against a Titans defense that's given up some some yards in that respect side note Brian Robinson is back and working out with the team again which is good to see after his unfortunate shooting before the season so I don't expect him to be be on the field right away, but it's not to see him back and, and working with Washington. Uh, another sleeper, if you please. Deion Jackson of, of the Indianapolis Colts. Jonathan Taylor has been ruled out for this Thursday night game. And while I think Naheem Hines is the play here and, and is going to be the one that gets the more valuable touches, Jackson, I think, is going to get a lot of touches in between the, the tackles. Uh, and he's more of a deeper league option, but if you're you know a little desperate, he's a name for you. Well, if we're going to go with deeper league or deep sleepers, then I'm going to close this thing out with Bailey Zappi. <laughs> the deepest. Uh, the of deepest of sleepers. Bailey Zappi for the New England Patriots. Part of this is the, hey, start everybody against the Lions. I'm not going to tell you that he's a must-start quarterback, but if you are in a 2QB league and you've got a fringe guy, if you're trying to figure out how to make it work with Matt Ryan or maybe even Matt Stafford, Bailey Zappi could be a guy for you. He's done, he did last week at least, what Mac Jones hasn't been able to do, and that's make the Patriots offense look sort of respectable. And he did it 
on short notice after Brian Hoyer got hurt against a good Green Bay Packer defense. So now he gets the week to sort of sit with Bill Belichick and Matt Patricia and sort of figure some things out. So Bailey Zappi, deep sleeper. If this hits, I'm going to tweet this all over the internet. If it doesn't, I'm going to scrub it and pretend that I never said any of this stuff. That's how this works. By the way, you want more sleepers? I got more sleepers for you. You can check out my weekly sleepers column at NFL.com slash sleepers. Easy to remember. Comes out on Thursdays. Be sure to check it out. Also a reminder... We've got fantasy shows five days a week now in your podcast feed. You've got, of course, us on the NFL Fantasy Football Show on Mondays and Wednesdays. You've got the Fantasy Q&A Show on Tuesdays and Fridays. You have the Stardom Sit'em Show on Thursdays. You can also send your lineup questions anytime of the week to NFL Fantasy on Twitter. We try to answer as many of them as we can throughout the week. Plus, we make Aaron sit at his desk and do that. Like, it's his penance for not eating fruits and vegetables. Like, he doesn't eat fruits and vegetables, so we're like, you know what? Because you don't do that your punishment is to answer fantasy questions so be sure to hit us up you can also check us out in the fantasy app on the nfl fast channels or in your favorite podcast app all right that is it we are done we appreciate you hanging out with the nfl fantasy football show you know the drill tell two friends to tell two friends rate review and remember one of the keys to happiness is a bad memory be safe take care of yourselves enjoy week five and we'll talk to you next week You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.